this, but we had to podcast. I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we have a special boy guest joining us on the podcast. That'd be Michael Chasen. Uh, you've heard me already, but I'm I'm here for real, here for the, the long haul. <laughs> Uh, assuming that I don't just cut all of the stuff with you out from the previous episodes. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if this is my first appearance, it's uh, nice to talk to you all. <laughs> so today we watched uh, episodes 17 and 18 of season one, Let the Right One In, and Under Control. Two very hype episodes, high octane, uh, the boy episodes, <laughs> as we've described them numerous times. That's why Michael is here as our official boy. The podcast is official boy. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a, it's an honor. Yeah, how's it feel? You know, I've, I've, I, it's glad to be, I'm glad to be official. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jill, how did you feel about these episodes of The Vampire Diaries? I am fully amped. <laughs> so amped? Fully amped. These are great episodes. They really are. Um, they're so good. Who knew that the tomb vampires coming out would really just up the ante as much as it has? It rules. Uh, I um, from uh, very early on when we started this podcast. Michael uh, really wanted to be on this episode, particularly on the "Let the Right One In" episode, and I'm really excited to have him in because. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the first time you saw this one? Uh, you know, I, th- I think uh, Morgan wanted me to get through the show. Uh, she was pretty confident I would like it. And it took me a while to get on board, uh, although probably, you know, if I were to watch the first season again, knowing what I know now, I'd probably enjoy it more. But the first time through, it took me quite a while. And I think there were some early things that Morgan really assumed I would be like all in for and would have been committed, you know, pretty fast to, to watching the show. But it really uh, didn't that did not happen. And I just kind of like I kept going while I didn't like the show, apparently much longer than she expected me to need to. Uh, when Vicky died and you didn't love the show immediately, I was <laughs> in my core. Then there was uh, a decade dance and you were unmoved and I was shaken to my core yet again. <laughs> I don't know, but like the characters, you know, grew on me bit by bit. And, uh, you know, this is this is definitely one of the first episodes where I felt kind of like all in. And, you know, I identified it pretty easily as like the first one I wanted to be on this uh, podcast for, because I think it's the first one where I am like, where I'm confident in having enough uh, feelings about it to uh, to contribute. <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm also kind of just shaken to my core that it took you this long to like get into the show. Where's, this is 17 episodes into the show. But um, I guess given that he wasn't into it, but did watch 17 episodes of it, uh, I'm, I feel uh, very lucky. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was like a switch flipping. So, you know, uh, like some kind of humanity switch. Um, it, it, you know, it was more like, uh, it, it was a much slower build, I think. I don't think there were very massive jumps during the first season in terms of me being on board. I just think this kind of like crested a hill. This was like the first event you can remember being yes. like, fuck yeah, this rules. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and that, I think that has a lot to do with uh, your two favorite uh, boys on the show. Uh, some good boys. Uh, teaming up in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that, but Jill, how did you feel about uh, the Damon Alaric, uh, or sorry, Damo and Warren <laughs> team up? Warner. Oh, sorry. Jesus, now I'm saying Warren. This is Morgan's fault. This is my bad. <laughs> Um, love Damon Warner. Big fan. Would love to join that throuple. 
I think we already know her crush for the episode. <laughs> are are we gonna are we all not gonna have those two as our crushes for the episode? Um uh, uh, my crush would be Mrs. Gibbons. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Understandable. So Let the Right One In, of course, named after that, you know, vampire movie, Let the Right One In. So, you know, we're making references. Kind of like Friday Night Bites. Exactly like Friday Night Bites. <laughs> Which of you have seen Let the Right One In, by the way? I know I showed it to Morgan. I've, I've seen it. I was going to watch it today, and then I was reading a book instead. But it's on my list. Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry. Will you share with the audience what happened in your book? Oh my god, it's applicable, isn't it? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So I started and finished this book today because it was just like a YA easy read. Hell yeah. Um, but in the like thank yous at the front, what are those called? The dedication. Dedications. Thank you. Um, it says. For Becky, I can't think of anyone more deserving of this Slytherin romance. And I was like, great, love that. And then right below it, it has a Damon Salvatore quote from season one, episode four. <laughs> it is, it's cool not growing old. I like being the eternal stud. A king. And guys, uh, the book was fantastic. So what book is it? The Shadow Between Us. So Jill was reading. Okay. Yes. You get it, Jill. You know how to read. Congrats. <laughs> but yeah, so it is thundering, you guys, in Mystic Falls. There's a storm a-coming, and the storm is opening Elena's bedroom window. No crow shows up, though. Surprising. The show has officially done away with crows, I think. I think we can now finally say it. There are no more crows. Watch another crow fucking show up and it's like, we were wrong. We were wrong all along. Crows are in the show all the time, you guys. A crow will enter the Miss Mystic Falls pageant. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but also in the Gilbert household, uh, Anna is in Jeremy's bedroom. Anna makes a, a good uh, Dracula joke because Jeremy's like, I thought vampires didn't like running water because he's really, he needs to get off that vampire chat room with Bloody Becky. I don't care if it is played by Tessa Thompson in my mind. Bloody Becky is feeding him bad information for sure. Uh, but um, Anna cautions him to not believe everything he reads. And uh, he, you know, continues to needle her to turn him, which is, you know, the greatest way to get a girl to do what you want is to just uh, repeatedly bother her over and over again. Right, Michael? Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we should be happy that Jeremy's not pressuring her for sex. So there's that. Yeah, good, good for him. Uh, she kind of is like, hey, why do you want this? And he has no answer other than because. <laughs> He's so floppy. Uh, like all of his problems just listen to fallout boy about it jeremy oh wow we've already reached uh, the fallout boy discussion of the podcast <laughs> clocking in right at nine minutes <laughs> uh this has been the fallout boy a minute i don't know i don't know what to call it i'll put a sound effect in so it doesn't sound as dumb as when i just said it <laughs> well i would love a drop for it the fallout boy minute um, but yeah, so that's what's going on with them. Then we check in at the the vamp house. Yeah, vamp house. Fred Dick is whittling a steak as Pearl is like, you're a fucking idiot. God, Pearl remains a complete boss this episode. Uh, yeah, she's telling Fred Dick we have to better control our emotions. You know, she's right. <laughs> and he's like, sounds stupid. He's like, whatever. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, Pearl, as he's whittling a steak right in front of her. Because this is the same night that bitch Anne was murdered because of his stupidity. 
I like the dramatic reveal that it's a stake instead of just innocent whittling, which we all thought he was doing. It's like, well, surely this is just, you know, <laughs> just some no- fun. nothing he could be doing with this. What if he'd written like a full wooden recorder? That would have been much more surprising. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that man and that goatee has never done an innocent thing in his life. It, again, Fred Dick sucks. <laughs> That's why we call him Fred Dick. Um, and also uh, in the chat, I, I make clear Kelly Who is hot. Yes. <laughs> a fact michael what do you think do you think kelly who's hot you know I, i'm gonna concur i'm gonna yeah I'm, yeah I'm gonna sign off okay we gotta we gotta get the sign off from uh the straight male about uh who's hot on the show yeah we will um like ask you a couple times if you think certain people are hot because you know we gotta get another take in here. i'm very excited to uh <laughs> authoritatively declare who is hot yeah i don't know if you can hear through the door when we're recording this but a lot of this podcast is about who we think is hot uh, i'm gonna tell you right now i can hear through the door <laughs> Um, yeah, we pretty much say that everyone is hot besides Fred Dick. Uh, and then we just kind of question Jeremy Gilbert's choices in hair and looks. <laughs> and uh, Damon's ability to plan anything. Yes. Uh, but then we move on to a house, um, to a Salvatore house scene. Uh, when Damon is talking about Pearl, he says, she's dot 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 scary. <laughs> I mean, at least he admits it. At least he doesn't pr- try to pretend that he's not scared of her. Because, like, he's totally scared of her. She poked out his eyes, and it was hilarious. It was very funny of her. Again, I uh, continue to think Damon in pain is very funny. <laughs> and Demo is just, after Elena snapped at him, you know, about the fact that he killed her mother, he's just like, stop being so cranky. And it's like, stop, stop being mean. <laughs> this is a time you can be, like, a normal person. Like, Dude, she was never going to be cool about you, you know, almost killing her mom. Yeah, it's not good times, uh, but she does say he makes me so cranky, to which Stefan replies, he makes everybody cranky. <laughs> pretty adorable. She also calls Damon a self-serving psychopath, which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have uh, Jeremy and Anna at the grill. Uh, she realizes that his uh, his cool bracelet uh, is a vervain bracelet, which makes her wonder if uh, Elena knows that she's still like hanging out with him. And he's like, no, but like she doesn't know who, what you are anyway, which obviously we know she knows. Yeah. So Anna's like, just keep it quiet. And he's like, okay, I'll do whatever you say as long as you turn me into a vampire. Yeah, he gives her the bracelet and it's actually really, really sweet, even though obviously it's useless to her because it's a vervain uh, bracelet. Or as um, Jill writes in the in the chat, a vuv bracelet. <laughs> I don't know how to spell vervain, so it make it How do you pronounce what you you spell? Vuv? Yeah, it's it's vuv. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Um yeah, Anna doesn't want the bracelet because it is a chunky leather bracelet. That is not her style. But it is really cute. Like it's it's very sweet. She she gives it back and you know, she doesn't want him to be without. Yeah, Jeremy is a sweet boy in the scene. He's just like, I'm giving it to you, I like you. And it's like, this is great, Jeremy. Keep this, like, do this the whole episode and don't fuck this up. But, you know, he fucks it up. Yep. Um, <laughs> then we have Matt still thinking that Vicky's alive, which Michael was like, wait, he still thinks she's alive? I'm like, yep, they all do. Yeah, can you believe how long that goes on? Yeah, that's a long, a long play there. Has it been fully 10 episodes since she died at this point? Yeah, that's been 10, because that was Haunted, episode 7. So yeah, it's been 10 episodes exactly. Uh, it is extremely painful, but they are really cute. 
and uh, Caroline is like trying to be optimistic about like the situation with his mom and everything and they kiss and I continue to find them very adorable. Even the show uh, also kind of pretended that there was hope that Vicky could still be alive even after they killed her. They kept Kayla Ewell's name in the like main cast opening credits for a while after Vicky was very much dead. I hope she got paid for all those episodes. I'm sure she did, but like, come on, you guys. That's just mean. It's like, oh, wait, maybe she's not really dead. It's like, no, she's really dead. Michael, where do Caroline and Matt fit in your pantheon of Vampire Diaries uh, relationships? I know you care about that much less than me, but I am arguing that uh, their coupling is both characters' best relationships ever in the series, and I want to Remember, no spoiling, Michael. Yeah, it's hard for me to discuss that aspect of the show separate from like comparing to other relationships i will i will say like it, at this point it just feels like you know oh yeah the two normal characters are paired up very boring like you know it, it's it's just like not you know i they're sweet they're very they're good actors yeah. and i buy their like affection for each other you but, know like, they dated in real life right? but i know that like any scenes based on their relationship you know i'm not gonna get the the good vampire diaries content that i that i come here for these were two good mad episodes they were good mad episodes i will give you that mm-hmm. until he went to elena for comfort Yes. He took it pretty well in these two episodes, I gotta say. Well, we'll get to that, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt still thinks his sister's alive, and Caroline is off to her dad's boyfriend's daughter's birthday. I, I Once it got to a certain amount of people, I'm like, I don't remember what the event is. Was it birthday? I think it was birthday. It was a non-traditional tradition, I think she said. Yes. It's kind of like a, a modern family, if you will. Huh. Interesting idea. <laughs> I just came up with that myself. Wow. Um, you should take this off the podcast so that you can have that all to yourself. <laughs> it's going to be one long bleep. That way no one can steal my idea. Next, we have a Stefan and Damon scene. Uh, Stefan uh, needs to hunt because he's like pretty weak from all the shit they've been doing. They've been doing a lot. Damon is a dick about him uh, drinking mm-hmm. animal blood. Yeah, he offers him uh, some soccer mom blood. He offer- offers him some Karen blood, but uh, he's like, nope, I'm going to go eat a squirrel. <laughs> yeah so they continue to have that problem then my next bullet says woods exclamation point stabby exclamation point no i do have a question uh like how easy like how hard would it have been to like find a squirrel anyway in that pouring rain i fully agree but uh the boy's hungry the boy is dumb <laughs> oh that's for sure i mean he's not demo dumb but i feel like yeah you're not gonna find a squirrel in this pouring rain Stefan. come on Come on, Steve. A true dumbass move on Steve's part. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, are you aware of all of the, the nicknames we have for all of these characters at this point? They're fairly intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> They're very good, and Jill came up with some great names for these characters, okay? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I, uh, I'm i playing catch-up a little bit, but I, I will be okay. You're like, Demo, who is that? Who could it possibly be? <laughs> Who's Steve? Uh, speaking of Damo, uh, our next scene is a Damon and Elena scene where uh, Damon's trying to talk to Elena and Elena's like, yeah, I know. You called me six times. I don't give a fuck. So she remains the best. Yeah, but right now she should give a fuck because he called her a bunch because he's looking for Stefan. <laughs> and she tries to call Stefan and go straight to voicemail. Damo th- assumes that Pearl is the one who kidnapped uh, Steve. So he goes to Vamp House and look who answers the door, Fred Dick. So they reveal pretty, like, right away that they have him. And uh, 
Fred Dick compels Mrs. Gibbons, who owns the house, to never let Damon in, which is definitely a roadblock. Yeah. That's a very important roadblock to remember for later. Uh, then um, Damon runs back out into the rain, and he sees Elena, and he touches her face, and something else happens, but all I wrote was face touch. I, I wrote, let's see, Damo being sweet to Elena, parentheses, face touch. In this moment where he's being sweet, I'm like, this is very pre-Vampire Diaries Mr. Ian. Oh, you think? Yeah. He like channels like his his pre Damon acting ability. He hasn't he hasn't completely lost that yet. He's very sweet in this scene. Like they're really really sweet together. I think, and he like she's kind of like, "What do we do?" Like I'll go in, and he's like, "What? No, <laughs> you stupid child." No, I love Elena, and I love Elena having agency, and I love Elena being a badass. But she cannot do this by herself. And she's foolish to think this. Well, let's see. Jill, did you, did you think Elena could do this by herself? Do you think she should have just gone in? Oh my god, no. <laughs> Not at all. I love and believe in Elena Gilbert, but I don't think she should fight 20 vampires by herself. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see that. Imagine. Or die? <laughs> I mean, it'd be pretty funny, though, to see her try. Remember, she broke that mop in half with her knee. She is bones of steel. Um, but yeah, they decide they need to figure out what to do. Then we have a beat of uh, Stefan uh, being uh, strung up. And uh, we wrote abs in the chat about 10 times. Abs. Uh, yeah, I apparently in my notes just completely for, write, write anything about that because I like blacked out because it's abs. <laughs> uh, but I do remember there were vervain ropes. Mm-hmm. Like the ropes, yeah. And also Harper tried to stop Fred Dick and the rest of them. And they were like, nope. And then they hurt him, too. Yeah, and they put vervain in his eyes, too. Like, droppers full of liquid vervain into his eyes, which was really fucked. And, Michael, this is when you were like, oh, right, there's straight-up torture in this show a lot. Yes, it's it's very torture-heavy. <laughs> yeah. What do you, do you like that about it? What was, yeah, well, this is still at the part of the show where they're like, look how horrible torture is. You know, <laughs> we'll get to it as, like... Just, uh, you know, something people do, you know, a normal activity. Uh, <laughs> this is when torture is only for the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've brought up how, like, uh, Originals ends with a same-sex uh, women uh, wedding, but, like, their meet-cute was one of them torturing the other, just so you know. <laughs> Great! That sounds like a story made for me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. So uh, Damon and Alaric uh, and Elena talk at school and Elena like asks for help and uh, and, uh, Alaric uh, talks about his ring and he agrees to help. Uh, Yeah, he doesn't want to because fuck Damon, obviously, Hmm? but he's like, but it's Stefan. And he's like, I've never even seen Stefan in my class. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the episodes we saw before this were the last time that uh, Alaric and Stefan ever interacted. So he's like, fuck him. He's like, he at this point, he thinks Stefan's going to be his Salvatore brother best friend. So he agrees. Little does he know. He doesn't realize. And also, just to say, that uh, transition to a different Salvatore best friend happens immediately after this episode. I think they just saw them together and were like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Next, we have a Jeremy uh, Anna scene. And Jeremy's really sad. And he's like, you should turn me because I'm sad. <laughs> and she's like, okay, so you want a pity turn? So Anna goes on for like all the different ways and reasons that you turn someone into a vampire. And obviously, like the, the big one is you want to be with them forever. Aw. 
Um, and then Jeremy starts going on about like a hole in his in his mind or soul, and I'm like, well, that's just you know the compulsion that had you forget that Vicky was murdered in front of you. Yeah, a real bummer. Yeah, and I mean, technically, and in theory, you know, it's like a depression thing, but it it also is literally there is a hole in his mind. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it's interesting because like that means that like Elena is very culpable for how Jeremy's found himself in this position. Um, which is, I think, I'm I'm trying to think if if it's something we discuss more as we get further into the show. But um, Jeremy is definitely someone who's been like failed by a lot of people, and I do feel bad for him. But he is like so aggressively emo, and I am again going to prescribe listening to Fall Out Boy about it instead of becoming a vampire. Uh, okay, so every time that Fall Out Boy is mentioned from now on, I will drop in a Fall Out Boy song. Hell yeah. <laughs> This Jeremy scene is is lovely because like she's like no you you don't want to be a vampire look the only reason I would people would get turned is like if we had some kind of like crazy epic dark love where we were where like we broke the universe and broke all the rules because like our hearts and souls were like <laughs> and it's like oh and it's like oh yeah okay no no fifteen year old's gonna think that is good like no, that's like. Okay, you're like, yeah. we would never want that. Oh, he's like, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, oh, okay, never mind. That's fine. You can, yeah, I understand now. We're good. Really sucks when you think, uh, he's like, yeah, I, lo- I definitely want that with Vicky. That's what he's thinking. Yeah, sucks. Anna deserves better. She really does. Uh, Jill, do you agree Anna deserves better? Oh my god, yeah, I love Anna. She's such a sweetie. You're like, Anna deserves me. She does. I volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> so Pearl shows up and then Anna immediately ditches Jeremy after their conversation. And then she um, texts him on his T-Mobile sidekick and she's like, mom's here. And then Pearl and Anna bump into Dick Lockwood and Tyler. And Pearl's like, ooh, Lockwood, huh? Which I like. So then they decide to like, you know, Pearl decides to stay rather than to just pick Anna up and they're going to have a chat. Which is fun. Then we have another, like, Damon, uh, Elena, Alaric scene where Alaric shows off all his cool vampire hunting weapons. Michael, care to speak on this? Uh, you know, weapons are good. I, you know, I, I like, uh, this is still, like, they haven't really, they haven't completely established everything. So I, I like that we're still, like, figuring out, okay, how do you, you know, what's a vampire hunter in our world look like? What kind of stuff does he use? Yeah, I, I, I dig it. Yeah, he has the steak gun and like the vervain like syringes. Yeah, like not like syringes that you basically use to like as like knives. Yeah, which rules. <laughs> that is pretty cool. And then Elena's like, "How about I do the thing where I go into the house and I fight twenty vampires?" And Damon's <laughs> like, "No, that's stupid." And he goes on this whole speech and he's like, "I can't protect you, Elena." And Rick's like, "What the fuck? This guy cares about something." <laughs> It is very funny. Um, Alaric's like open disdain for Damon is great, and that it doesn't deter Damon at all is wonderful. Um, Elena does say to Damon, "Now's not the time to be the Lone Ranger." It's like it, it is in comparison to letting you go anywhere near that house. Mm-hmm. I wrote Damo mean but right. She really wants to just like go on a suicide mission inside a vamp house. Well, this this speaks to the show's, you know, recurring motif of characters uh, being incredibly eager to die and throw their lives away to take incredibly long shots at schemes. I mean, that doesn't sound like these characters. I don't know what you're talking about, Michael. 
our our two big mottos when we were watching the show together and Michael was going through it for the first time were one, let these teens die. <laughs> and two, let me die as a chess move. <laughs> um, this this Elena wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> the number of fights that'll happen in the show because like someone is mad that someone else is like trying to stop them from dying <laughs> i mean that is the overall theme of the entire series uh and i am excited for more of that i'm sure jill is too oh yeah i love it jill wants to see all of these teens die oh yeah kill them all just kidding that's mean <laughs> <laughs> we might have to start a, a teen death wish ranking <laughs> Which teen wants to die most? And this is, we're still in soft death wish territory where Elena wants to do something that will almost certainly result in her death, but it's not like guaranteed. Mm -hmm. uh, and Jeremy wants to be undead, which is also, you know, in a way a death wish. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that, well, that's, again, being a vampire in this in this world kind of means you're more alive than being a person. <laughs> Is it because everything's so heightened? It's like the moral arc of the, the moral fabric of the show is kind of based around a hierarchy of life value. <laughs> <laughs> and like a normal person, a normal human who doesn't know about vampires, your life value is inherently very low. Huh, like Miss Gibbons? <laughs> well, yeah. R.I.P. Um, our next scene is uh, Caroline in her car and it's really rainy. And uh, she's calling Matt, and Matt's like, don't talk on the phone while you drive. It's very cute. Yeah, and her car gets stuck, and she doesn't have any service, and I was very worried about her. Yeah, Jill, how are you feeling about uh, Caroline in this moment? I, I think you were worried, too. I, I was worried. That was so scary. I don't want anything bad to happen to her anytime, ever. I'm sorry to disappoint you, Jill. <laughs> bad things will happen to Caroline. Bad things will happen to all of these characters. I know, but she doesn't deserve it. This is true. We should also do a, a Jill ranking of who deserves bad things to happen to them the most. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know bad things are going to happen to all of these characters, but who deserves it most? Like, at the top of your list will always be Tyler. <laughs> no, not right now. Who's on the top of your list right now? <laughs> Matt's mom. <laughs> oh. Ooh, we will get to that. <laughs> yeah, you really hate her, and I want to know... I want to talk about that a lot. But yeah, so Caroline's car stuck in the mud. But also, we have Alaric acting, you guys, at the vamp house. Acting. Uh, he is like, I have car trouble. And he's doing that thing where you like rub your hands together for warmth a lot. Um, like, he's doing too much business, which is the sign of an actor playing someone who's bad at acting. And I love it. Uh, he's very much like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> this is the thing I do. Uh, as we all know, Damage's Matt Davis is a very good actor, so for him to play such a bad actor is pretty great. Uh, he's like, hey, can I come in? I had car trouble. And the vampires are like, yeah, you can come in. <laughs> uh, we were just sitting down to dinner. Uh... <laughs> so he uh, gets in the back room to use the phone, and he lets Damon in. Basically, he opens the back door where Damon is, and he has uh, Miss Gibbons. He kills a vampire, right? Yeah, yeah, he kills a vampire in the kitchen, and then he takes Miss Gibbons to the back door where Damon is, <laughs> and uh, then it's like, okay, Damon, do your thing. He's like, I need her outside the house, and Damon asks her all these things, like, do you have any other family, blah, 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 and then he snaps her neck, <laughs> and <laughs> Rick is like, what the fuck? You're supposed to just compel her. It's like, well, that's not how it works, which, yeah, that's the thing. So obviously vampire compulsion, we know that works, but she was compelled not to let Damon in, so he can't, like, 
override that compulsion of let me in. Mm-hmm. So like she had to die, unfortunately. It's a real bummer. I love that Alaric is like already pretty with the program. He's like, ah, man, why'd you do it? Like, he's not that mad. He's like, this is, that was, ah, man. And uh, David explains, like, it's what had to happen. Hide the body and goes inside. Uh, but yeah, uh, Jill, you should write this in your vampire diary for uh, vampire rules. Just, you can't uh, compel over someone else's compulsion uh, when it's regarding you, I guess, is, mm-hmm. <laughs> is the note. So if, like, I, I was a vampire and I compelled Nina Dobrev uh, to hate Morgan. No! <laughs> Morgan, if she were a vampire, couldn't be like, oh, never mind, Nina Dobrev. You should be, you should love me. Sorry, my compulsion sticks. Then I would uh, give Nina Dobrev my blood, snap her neck, turn her into a vampire so that the compulsion weared off and she wouldn't hate me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And then she would be very grateful for the eternal life I had granted her and hopefully she would become my beautiful wife. So, you're going to have to get up pretty early in the morning with Rita. Get one over on me. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Elena's in the car and a branch falls on it. And she's like, okay, that's it. I'm done with this. <laughs> Honestly, I would be too. That was terrifying. It made me jump. <laughs> but she's not like done with this in the like, this is too scary way. She's done with this in the like, okay, I was staying in the car like they wanted me to and a branch fell on it. This is ridiculous. There's danger everywhere. I might as well go in. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Morgan, we skipped a few a few scenes, honestly, to get to that branch falling on her, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, we have uh, Tyler upset that his dad is flirting with Pearl. Yep, great. Uh, which means that he's never seen his mother flirting with Damon. That's, that's definitely what it means, because honestly, Dick Lockwood is not really flirting with Pearl, at least not to the extent that Tyler assumes he is. <laughs> Maybe he's just very okay with uh, his mom flirting with Damon. Tyler could use a new dad. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but there's this, there's a cool, like, uh, Pearl and, when Pearl and Dick are talking, she's like, yeah, you guys came into a lot of uh, land in 1864, right? Which proves that, like, the Lockwoods benefited from all of the vampire raids and stuff, which fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's honestly a toss-up between which family's worse, the Fells or the, uh, the Lockwoods. It's just, like, it, they go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I feel like probably the Lockwoods are the worst, though, for other reasons that we'll discuss in season two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, including some property that they own that we just kind of gloss over because the show glosses over that kind of thing. <laughs> and I think you know what I'm talking about now, everyone. Even Jill. Huh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Anyway. <laughs> Pearl and Anna are texting each other, and Pearl, uh, I drew the eye emoji. She noticed it. How many times did you draw the eye emoji this time? Let me see. We've got one. We've got two. <laughs> uh, sad face, which doesn't count. The staging of the scene is very good. Three, you've, got, you've got, uh, they're, they're really, four, the teens are really standing five, like, six, okay. they're, God damn it. Six. 10 feet away from each other and like texting each other while looking into each other's eyes like just facing each other full on like it's very subtle and like giggling and being like oh my god so was that eight morgan that was six six yeah we had we had six eye emojis so uh watch out for them uh then uh back to vamp house right yeah well rick goes to the car and elena has left mm-hmm. and he's like God damn it. 
This is where I wrote queen of doing stupid shit. Yeah, Damo has to save Elena. And he's like, why are you doing stupid shit, Elena? It is so funny. I, I, I appreciate that they're trying to justify the fact that, like, the tomb vampires don't fully notice because they're, like, listening to really loud music. All of them. They're listening to really loud and really bad music. <laughs> so this one guy has his headphones in. And Elena is, like, peeking down the hallway and is immediately noticed. And so she's going to, like, she's like, all right. She, like, steals herself. And then before she can pop back out again, uh, Deimos stabs the guy. And he just yells at her, are you insane? She is. And it goes to commercial, which is great. And this is where Caroline has to fight a branch. <laughs> this is where I wrote, more like Caroline, am I right? Um, which is a pretty good joke. <laughs> If you have to say it's a good joke, I don't know how good of a joke it is. You gotta let people know the quality of the joke you're making. Could you explain the joke, please, Morgan? Because she's in a car a bunch in this episode. So she falls down a hill, which is different than falling down a hole. By the way, she's by the titular falls of Mystic Falls. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, uh, she finds a corpse. Unfortunately. Body, exclamation point, sad face. Jill, did you realize that immediately that was Vicky's corpse or did you just think it was a random corpse? Because, you know, it's Mystic Falls. I thought it was just a random corpse. I thought it was going to be like a hill of corpses. Yikes. Ugh, I don't like that image at all. <laughs> I, hate, I hate that you brought that into my mind. I'm so sorry, uh, but that's what was in my mind. <laughs> that's what I will be dreaming about tonight. Thanks a lot, Jill. You're welcome. But yeah, it's very upsetting. Hasn't Caroline been through enough? Also, I'm just now realizing uh, that this we, we watched two episodes back to back where a parent slaps their child. Yep, sounds like uh, sounds like the Vampire Diary. But one is clearly a better parent than the other one. Uh, so we'll talk about the better parent right now, which is uh, Pearl confronting Anna about uh, Jeremy Gilbert and their whole thing. She wants her to stop seeing him because remember, Pearl had a thing with John Gilbert, and as soon as he found out she was a vampire, he was a snitch and ass snitch. Yeah, he's a little bitch. Uh, and they kind of have a power struggle where Anna's like, look, I've been on my own for a minute, mom. Like, calm the fuck down. And she's like, no. She says, the second he finds out who you are, like, he's gonna betray you. And she says, he knows and he likes it. And he likes me. <laughs> and then Pearl says, slap. So uh, Anna does not like that. So she immediately texts Jeremy that she'll do it, <laughs> that she'll turn him. Which... Yeah, sure. That's very mature, and you're really proving your point to your mom. A big part of my like how I justify the whole like so many characters being hundreds of years old thing to myself is like okay, they never say this in the show, but I just kind of like pretend that like okay, once you turn into a vampire, like you you freezing at that age means like your emotional your like brain's emotional mm -hmm. development also freezes at that age. So like <laughs> these are just still teenagers, even if they've been around since civil war to me yeah I, I agree in a way because like obviously they're able to acclimate you know stefan is and you know he's been to harvard as i mentioned i believe every episode at this point like and we can even see that like anna was able to work as a leader and like create a whole crew of vampires in this time but like she basically regresses when she finally has her mom back or when she meets like a cute boy who she actually likes mm -hmm. yeah she wasn't this way with like sean ferris she was still like boss bitch Anna honestly yeah and I think it's kind of like in the same way that they ultimately decide in like the good place that you only can like live life meaningfully if you know it's going to end like once you become immortal I feel like your aging just slows down 
because of the stakes of everything gets so fucked. So there's no need for you to grow. You have to push yourself to mature mm-hmm. at this point. And that's, I think, something that they kind of make clearer as six. Yeah. yeah, it's like becoming rich. You just turn into a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, we could say that, like, Stefan pushed himself to mature, whereas Damon did not. Nope. Um, scene just says abs with a Z. Oh, yeah. American abs with a Z. Uh, Damo and Elena get, finally get to the basement to save Stefan. Stefan saves Damo, like he stops Damo from staking Harper. So Harper, who's clearly like under duress too, clearly not part of this, but it was like, I guess I gotta stab him too. Like, no. And uh, Stefan's like, no, no, we're saving him. And they like, you know, take the stakes out of his legs, which is uh, the correct thing to do. Yeah. Uh, takes uh, his legs and Stefan helps him and I'm like yes because remember the Salvatore boys love the blacks um, they don't like slavery and they never did and you know we of course talked about the confederacy because when don't we talk about the confederacy we we will not go an episode without mentioning the confederacy for a while uh, as they mentioned in the next episode like there's a month more of founders day events and they all have to do with 1864 so buckle up uh-huh. This is a very believable Virginia town where it's just like the town just like shuts down for months out of the year so everyone can be like, oh yeah, we used to be in the Confederacy. It was pretty cool. Not for that reason, but <laughs> other reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then uh, Damon's like, you get him out of here. I'll fight everyone. There's a bunch of loud music and Fred Dick like finds the bodies and realizes what's going on. Yeah, he's not a good leader. Surprise. Maybe that's why Pearl is the leader. But you know, a bunch of, it makes sense also that a lot of uh, 1864 men even if they're vampires, aren't going to want to take like the orders from a woman, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then we have Stephanie and Elena out in the woods going to the car. And Steve is clearly hungry, which uh, Jill noted. But then she thought she was wrong because he didn't go uh, slurp on uh, Elena. Uh, slurp was said in the chat numerous times. Slurp was said so many times in the two episodes. That was by Michael, though, right? I believe Michael coined it, yes. Yes. Okay, thank you, Michael. I will be using Slurp from now on. I hate you, Michael. Uh, in Vamp House, Damo and Alaric fight, to which I wrote the song, Damo and Ricky doing boy stuff. <laughs> um. Oh, I do want to add that in the uh, Stefan and Elena in the woods scene, uh, Elena gets a little scrape, and I wrote Scrapey in my notes with the animal. <laughs> God, we are adults. So the blood is out. But yeah, uh, Alaric saves Damon, which is uh, pretty cool with his, uh, you know, compressed air steak gun. And they do action. Uh, Michael, would you like to discuss this action? Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, the reason I was so into this is just that, you know, it, it's a, you, this episode is really built around a real full on set piece of this house rescue. You know, it's not just like uh, so, so many elements of the show are just like making deals, getting leverage, or when, you know, the violence happens, it's like just a quick, like, I'm going to murder him or like, we're going to have this fight or something. And so many objectives are just based around like trust and betrayal and leverage. But uh, this episode, I really liked how it is like, okay, this is the goal. We go in here. You get the woman out. We get me into the house. You get out of the house. I find Stefan. Elaine is the getaway driver. It's a very good, like, you know, they make the plan and then parts of the plan go the way it's supposed to. Parts of it don't. There are twists. There are turns. There is action. It is 
compelling. It, I, I really dig it. And uh, it's uh, cool dudes doing it. Uh, <laughs> teaming up and realizing that, hey, they, they might have had their differences, but for a common cause, uh, they'll get together and wreck some shit. Uh, <laughs> and how can you not love it? Boys rock. Uh, dude rock. <laughs> I, I will say I agree. Um, I do love uh, discussions of leverage and such. Uh, those are always great. Um, but I also do love, you know, a plan coming together in a certain way. Um, one of the, my favorite episodes of season two, and this won't won't really spoil anything for Jill, is Masquerade for that very reason. It's a, it's a plan. Does it go forward? We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, they're not the best planners, but they, they still make plans and you can't fault them for that. Yeah, and I yeah I really love I fully agree. This episode's super fun, and it's really nice to see everybody working together. It's cute. Yeah, it's very clear stakes, and you're not just told like the stakes as they're happening, you know, explained to you during the conversation, and then someone tells you, mm -hmm. "Well, you gain my trust." Or, like, <laughs> I guess we. It's it's a very it's a very tactile episode. Like from that to like, I mean, just when Caroline was in the car and the the wheels were kicking up mud, like I was like, yeah, they're, they're out there, they're doing it, you know. <laughs> and she wasn't even part of the plan, but you're like, this is also good. <laughs> real stuff, you know, Pro real physical problems being uh, faced and overcome. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's good stuff, uh, especially when there's uh, vampires ripping each other apart. Of course. And this is also an episode like it could not exist like earlier in the season. It needed to have all of the things we had before to to finally happen. Yeah, it does feel like a culmination. Like because you know you've set up that Alaric like you know does his vampire hunting, and so it's nice to see them kind of face the tomb vampires for the first time in this way. Yeah, there's very specific dynamics set up between all the characters, and you get to see it all play out. Mm -hmm. um, our next scene is uh, Stefan and Elena like getting to the car. But uh, Fred Fred Dick uh, attacks Stefan. I wrote, I wrote Fred Dick attack Elena Protech, and <laughs> uh, Stefan passes out. That's the bare bones, if you will. Um, but yeah, Elena remains. Uh, you know, she's she's handy to pinch. She stabs like a she stabs Fred Dick. It's great. It is. She's like this is for this is for Jenna's shoe. Mm-hmm. Fucked up. Still angry about it. <laughs> Um, but it's good. And then we have, uh, back in the house, uh, Rick kills another vampire, but then, and David's trying to get, uh, Fred Dick, but he's gone. And, uh, then they leave the house and they're just surrounded by vampires. And David asks how many of the vervain darts he has left. And Rick says one. And then they run back into the house. Mm -hmm. Then we have a scene at the Donovans. Oh. <laughs> We'll let Jill talk about it in a moment. So, yeah, Matt is like, what's happening, Mother? Because Kelly has made a mystery casserole. Because she is trying. And she's like, you know, this time will be different. It'll be great. And then there's a knock on the door. And it's Caroline at first. Matt's like, what are you doing here? And then Lizzie's there, too. And it's sad faces. Uh, they t come to tell him about the body they found. Yeah. Jill, you are not a fan of Kelly Donovan. Were you like fuck her also in the scene before even uh they, they showed up to tell the bad news? I've never liked her. It's it's, it's because she's the worst to Caroline, correct? Um, she's just the worst in general, but also very much the worst to Caroline. Yeah, don't like that. <laughs> but it's sweet when she's like trying, and it's nice to see Matt hopeful. And uh, yeah, it's just 
But, but a clear sign that something awful is about to happen because Matt can never be happy. <laughs> He's a sad boy forever and ever. And Dick tells Tyler they found Vicky's body and Jeremy overhears. Yeah, not good. Not good news for anybody. Yeah, uh, Jeremy and Tyler share a meaningful look. And it's a real fucking bummer. Yeah. Then Stefan and Elena are back in the woods and he's like passed out. And so she smears her blood all over his mouth. (laughs) And uh, he wakes up and he tells her to run. But she's like, no, I trust you. And then I have written slurp in uh, all caps. Yeah, uh, because of you terrible people, I wrote, uh, Elena makes Stefan slurp in my notes. (laughs) He really does an admirable job holding out. Like her blood is on his mouth and he's like, nope. I won't do it. Uh, so good for him. That is a lot of self-restraint. But uh, she, you know, she pushes him to take it. And he does. He slurps. Yeah, slurp and horny eyes is what I got here. Jill, you are stoked about this. Oh, yeah. I was ready for him to slurp. We need some drama with him, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a drama we get. Good. I'm happy. Oh, you're going to love the next episode, by the way. I genuinely cannot wait. You're going to die in the middle of the episode. Oh, man. Uh, Jill, do you find them, like, too soft? I feel like that's been a your your big criticism on Stefan and Elena. Oh, yeah, they're way too soft. That's why, was it in the second episode we watched, they started, like, you know, having more fun? Yeah, um, Jill just wants the, episode, like, the show to be as horny as we all are watching the show. I don't know if it can get that horny. <laughs> Michael, how horny does the show make you? Uh, you threw out, uh, I, mm, uh, I, you know, probably not to the level that, uh, the discourse here indicates, but, uh, you're the most boring person. I, I don't think I'm that, I am a little boring. Uh, no, I, I, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a horny show. It could be hornier. I don't know. Thank you, Michael. It could be hornier. Yeah, I, th- I think kind of this for this era of the CW, it was probably the right amount of horny, but I think they've kind of like transcended that and are like, okay, we're just going to like, we all want to fuck the kids on the show. We're all just going to admit that and make Riverdale. Like, <laughs> is- Not as horny as Riverdale. I will say, I feel like the, the show gets hornier in season two with some character introductions. I will agree strongly. Uh, but I love it. I am so curious about how uh, Jill will feel about those character introductions. I can't wait. Um, so our next scene, uh, Pearl, like, you know, shows up at Vamp House and she is not pleased. And Damon's like, hey, what if you uh, controlled your fucking people? <laughs> like, uh, if I even had a good side, this is not the way to get on it. And I'm like, fuck, slam. Damo came out of a confrontation with Pearl looking like better. That's uh, That's surprising. Didn't know he could do that. This is a very, that's a very good moment for Damon because she comes home to find him in her house and he's <laughs> the people and he's like, uh, do better. <laughs> and she's like, my B, I'm sorry. Because yeah, uh, Pearl is an honorable woman and like these idiots all following Fred Dick's lead fucked that up for her. But again, I, I, I question how did her best friendship with Catherine work? Well, see, there's like, like Catherine always got out of stuff. 
I mean, as as she proved by, you know, not getting in the tomb. Catherine always got out of stuff. And I think there's a difference between enjoying a little drama and being reckless. And I think Pearl likes a little drama. <laughs> Pearl can have a little drama as a treat. <laughs> yeah, it was basically just uh, like towing the line all those years and, until 1864, where uh, Catherine really fucked her over. She got, she made the, the cardinal mistake. She got too horny. <laughs> And you can never do that. Uh, Catherine Pierce, I don't know a hornier character. Neither do I. How many times do we say horny on this podcast? Uh, a lot. Oh, God. So then uh, Stefan has a Fred dig against a tree and he growls at Elena. <laughs> uh, after stabbing Fred Dick uh, with a stake in the heart multiple times and then Elena's like, hey, maybe don't do that. And then he's like, grr. And she gets spooked. She does. Uh, he told her to run away numerous times. Mm-hmm. And it's good. I think they do a good job here. Cause like the next scenes, like them at the house afterwards, like kind of outlining that this is the, she's been scared of like stuff that's happened around with all of the vampires and stuff, but this is the first time like he's scared her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's really sad. Like he kind of is like, look, he justifies it afterwards. He's like, you were, I was saving your life. You're saving mine. Like, it's cool. But um, it's clearly not cool. I don't know. I feel like it's cool and there's no, no problem they're going to have after this. So I don't know what you're talking about, Morgan. I love to save a life with no prank element. I think it's, I think they do a good job shading that in because it uh, bums me out. It makes me really sad. Then um, Elena gets a call. Yeah, from Jeremy. And uh, it's a sad call. Uh, everyone goes to the Donovan's house. I drew a sad face. I appreciate it's just like uh, the shot. The first shot is just like Lizzie just sitting with Kelly. It's like Kelly might have hold a grudge uh, with Lizzie just from like high school bullshit or whatever. But like Lizzie's not going to do that. Yeah, Lizzie's going to like sit with this woman. Like she doesn't care if she doesn't like her, which is cool and very Lizzie. Caroline goes to Matt. She made him coffee and she's trying to kind of figure out what he needs. And he asks to be alone. And then Elena comes in, and uh, they immediately hug. Yeah, he immediately breaks down, like, in a way he didn't for Caroline, and he just hu- hugs her. It's like, this is what I'm talking about. Elena, you just keep swooping in. Poor Caroline. Yeah, it fucking sucks. I, I would, I guess my-, my argument would be, like, Matt's a person who does not know how to ask for anything, so asking him what he wants is, like, you know, it's the right move for most people, but, like... I think you, I think Elena would never do that. She knows what he wants, which is, you know, comfort. And she will give it to him immediately. Um, Whereas, like, Caroline's uncertain. And that's not wrong to be. It's just wrong for the moment. And uh, it's so sad. I get torn between being like, you know, I love Matt Caroline, but I get so frustrated with, like, all the, not even roadblocks in Matt Caroline so much as, like, the moments where it's just, like, Elena's not even trying it to do something, but she unfortunately kind of ruins their momentum. I definitely agree. I I find it, like, very authentic, though, and very high school. Like, just the idea that, like, everybody's interactions are really loaded by all of this history and all of this past drama, and everybody's, like, worried they should be acting like someone else or something else. Like, it it feels really authentic to me, but it it's sad. Yeah. Um, again, as we always say, if you hated Caroline, I hate you, and I will physically fight you, so just know that. Yeah, I'll fight you for sure. <laughs> Not afraid. Michael, I want to know, like, uh, 
So it took you a while, obviously, to like, really get into the show. But like, what were your thoughts on various characters, like while you were starting the show? Um, you know, I, I think I I was pretty down for like the central three. I think performance wise, character wise, you know, I wanted to see. Yeah, I thought Stefan, Damon, and Elena all were pretty well done from the get go, and I was kind of interested to see how it would shade Damon in because it starts with him being such a villain Mm -hmm. and this I really like this like era of the show where he's like ostensibly like look fuck all of you but like no one hurts Elena and like (laughs) I but I'm but I'll still do like the fucked up thing for fun like that's it's good shit and uh yeah so that was that's pretty good like everyone else I think I really was just kind of waiting to see what would happen with them I think, I think like, I, yeah, it wasn't really there for me for a lot of them. Like, I think Matt, I probably always liked the performance, like, the way he just breaks in this episode for a lady. Like, he does he does a good face crumble. It's very good. Uh, Zach Rorg's a really good actor. Yeah, and, and I think, like, I mean, it took me a while to come around on some of the characters. Like, Bonnie, unfortunately, like, and feel free to lambast me, but, like, it... It took me a really long time for like Bonnie to for me to think they had any idea what they were doing with Bonnie. I mean, that's understandable. For me, the characters are all about like what they're doing in the context of the show, and it takes it takes as long as it takes for the show to figure them out for me. And weirdly, like I honestly think season one Jeremy is probably my favorite Jeremy. Like that's I agree. The only time I think he, his storyline is at all like interesting to me. Yeah, we've been coming around on Jeremy and uh, a bit this season, uh, but you know he's still a goof, so it's fun to mock him for that. Um, I would actually agree. I think Jeremy, like, I think this probably is his best season. I did not allow any uh, Caroline Forbes slander in my home. <laughs> oh, so I wouldn't have known if you didn't like her. Oh, but then they introduce Alaric, and it's like, oh, okay, here we fucking go. Yeah, like, you loved Alaric. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Alara Gones. Um, yeah, God, the Donovan House stuff is so fucking upsetting. Uh, speaking of Alaric, we go to the grill, and, uh, Damon and Alaric are drinking brown liquor next to each other. An iconic moment. Damon's like, you hate me, but guess what? Everyone hates me. And Alaric gives him a punch in the face. Well, that's not even why he gives him a punch, because, uh, what makes him give him a punch is, like, but you can't deny, we were badass. (laughs) Damon's like we're friends now right and Alaric's like fuck you and punches him and walks away to which Damon responds happens now that that rules like that's that's like that's maybe my scene of the episode I don't know yeah that is a objectively very good it's so good um Jill I mean Jill were you excited about them being together oh my gosh yes (laughs) thank god (laughs) that scene at the bar when he was like oh everyone hates me I was like but I don't (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah what a treat what an absolute treat uh i i just know you're going to be so happy uh the demo rick relationship is going to make your heart sore uh now that they're done pretending that rick and stefan know each other (laughs) (laughs) they just have such a fun dynamic they really do because like the great thing is that like alaric will kind of is and will become a character who's like comfortable living in shades of gray and like the biggest the biggest manner in which he's cool with that is being friends with Damon and it's just like they just get along like they're just kind of simpatico and they don't really explain it a lot but they just kind of like each other and get each other and it's just nice to have two characters vibe (laughs) the grown-up boys (laughs) 
the grown-up boys drinking with children. Mm-hmm. I think Alaric in this episode is also the first time they kind they kind of like and Alaric as a character in general is the first time they introduce the idea that like no you can be like a human and a badass in this universe like it's not just the vampires who are gonna wreck everyone like this guy can hold his own and be cool Mm -hmm. i mean elena was trying to be a badass but the men kept stopping her from facing 20 vampires on her own they should have let her do it (laughs) uh speaking of elena uh elena and jeremy go home and she's like do you want to talk and he's like no i want to go be in my room by myself and elena uh nia jobrev herself queen of the controlled slide it made me so happy just against the wall by the stairs no she did so it was great it wasn't even like at the door like last time which this is the second time and we should be keeping track because it will happen again oh yeah it will uh yeah so this is controlled slide number two and she does it beautifully she is very sad and she is alone and then Jeremy is in his room and he is very sad and he is alone and he's got so many papers Usually I would reserve this for a different scene, but I mean, you're very sad, you're alone. I feel like now is the perfect time to pay, play the song Cut by Plum. <laughs> no, I would only play that if I was having sex. <laughs> yeah, that's a song to play during fucking, actually, Latoya. <laughs> that's my fuck song. I played, hey, Michael, remember when I played uh, Cut by Plum in our living room and I danced around to it and you had no reaction? <laughs> Yeah, and I think as you've already said on the podcast that I was not, uh, yeah, I did not contribute to the bit, and then, but you couldn't keep it going either because the song is genuinely not good. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't keep it. I love how it's just like such a bad song, and it's never good, and I will be talking about it for eight seasons of discussion. I and I'm happy, and I'm happy about it, and I want to hear more about Cut by Plum. Jill, how do you feel? Like, how are you feeling at this point about Cut by Plum? So Joe loves it. Joe's favorite song. She's just trying not to like cause a scene because she's been listening to it nonstop and like it's kind of upsetting her that we're slandering it. <laughs> like she's just in her mind like the lyrics I do not want to be afraid just like go on a loop forever and ever. That is exactly it. 100%. She's like Evanescence sucks. I'm all about plum. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh that hurt. That hurt. That hurt me. Latoya, when you said eight seasons, I was like, well, surely this show is. And I was like, oh, right, this show's eight fucking seasons. Jesus Christ. <laughs> eight beautiful seasons of television. Not not a bad episode in the bunch. Mm-hmm. Can't believe Michael is right now committing to be on every episode Jesus for Christ. season uh, seven. Oh, my God. No, have fun with that. Uh, so it's, it's, what, eight of this, five of originals, and now two of legacies. So that's, yeah. you know, so we're on 15 years of, of the Plekverse. Mm-hmm. God damn, Legacy's rips, guys. It's so good. And it's going to take a while to get there, so. Um, but yeah, what a time. Uh, then Anna comes in, sees Jeremy being sad. It becomes very clear right away that uh, Jeremy only wanted to be a vampire because he thought Vicky was one. Bad and, poker face, Jeremy. Yeah, and it's real. It sucks so much. Like, Anna's so disappointed. And Jeremy to his very slight credit, does say he's sorry. But that's not the point. (laughs) Yeah, it fucking sucks. Like, especially, like, Anna must feel so stupid. Like, she was gonna disobey her mom for this emo little fuck. It's sad. And our, uh, it brings us to our final scene. Oh boy. Which is, uh, 
Damo uh, coming upon Stefan doing quite a bit of slurping. <laughs> and this is where I typed in the chat, Boo caught me slurping. God. Everyone has shut off this podcast. They haven't find like, before now, they just did it now. <laughs> to Morgan, who I'm sure is listening to all these episodes, future me, um, hope you're having fun. <laughs> <sighs> Shall we move on to the next episode? Yeah. Love to. Under control. I wonder if Stefan has this whole blood thing under control. He doesn't. Uh, so Stefan's decided after, you know, all that slurping he did <laughs> at the end of the last episode, he's gonna do some cold turkey detox and just do a lot of push-ups and pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote, Stefan's jacked up, up on human blood and it rules. Yeah, he's, uh, he's wearing a tank top. He's working out. I said in the chat, the only thing that would make him more attractive to me is if he was wearing a chain. <laughs> Dirtbag Paul Wesley is my favorite Paul Wesley. I do know this about you. Yes, I, again, I tweeted a lot about uh, the first season of Tell Me a Story, and he was such a dirtbag there, and I loved it. I don't think he ever took a shower. It was great. <laughs> it is, that's my Paul Wesley. That's my Paul Wasilewski. We Look, we love him. He's a good boy. Uh, he is doing all this stuff, and Damon is like, why can't you just drink blood? Like, you don't have to kill people. Just drink human blood out of a blood bag and be done with it. Like, you'll be stronger. It's stupid for you to resist. And he leaves behind a big old uh, crystal brown liquor glass full of blood <laughs> to tempt him. Seems like it should be easy, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to shake for, for old Stefan. Our next scene is over at the Gilbert house, and it is it has a character introduction. Uh, yes, uh, David Anders is now on the show as Uncle John Gilbert. Uh, David Andrews, of course, of iZombie and Heroes and Alias fame. Alias! That's how I knew him. He's Sark from Alias, uh, which was like his first thing. He was 19 years old when he joined the cast. Wow, I was trying to place him for so long. Mm-hmm. And so, because he is John Gilbert, he is not playing British here. But it'd be great if he was! <laughs> he like he loves to do accent work, and he's good at it, so it makes sense. Um, yeah, so uh, John Gilbert, which is uh, Jeremy's uh, biological uncle, um, shows up. And Jenna is immediately not a fan. I wonder why. Jenna. <laughs> Jenna, Jenna, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> also, I definitely wrote in my notes Dave Anders as though he's ever gone by Dave. <laughs> Um, and he's, he just shows up and he's, like, very angry right away that Jenna might, like, sell, uh, their, the dad's old office. Oh, yeah, because that is the, um, apothecary that Pearl is looking into buying. He's not having it. Because, you know, anything to screw over the Gilberts because fuck those snitching-ass Gilberts. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's really pissed about that and Jenna is like, we can do whatever we want, I don't care. Classic Jenna. So, at school- Mm-hmm. Uh, we learned that Caroline finally went to her dad's house, by the way. Yeah, we learned that Caroline's not in this episode, but that off screen she cooked a lot for the Donovans and Kelly didn't like it. I don't even know if it's like that Kelly didn't like it so much as it got to a point where Kelly didn't like it because she's Caroline, so she did a lot. Yep. Oh, but I love her. But then um, Matt thanks Elena and is like, yeah, you were so helpful, like, with the service and, like, all of this stuff. So it's clear that Elena's been, like, very involved in helping Matt throughout this process which is nice because they're friends but it's also like 
as a as a you know Matt and Caroline Stan, uh, hard to not be wary of it. <laughs> but it's also one of the things where like as a, a, a you know as she is a child, she shouldn't have to have that much emotional weight on her. But yet it keeps being put on her. Yep. Uh, it fucking sucks, but it's also just the idea that, like, she knows what it's like to lose someone, so it makes sense that Matt will want to, you know, look to her for advice and for counsel all this time. Um, unfortunately, a family member's dying is something that will happen a lot on the Vampire Diaries. I don't know what you're talking about, Morgan. I'm pretty sure that neither Matt nor Elena will ever lose anyone else in their lives, ever. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Jill, did you think that people were going to live on this show? No, but I don't want any confirmation. <laughs> I will not confirm that people die. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we need Jill's list of like people that most should not die. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it right now. Uh, Jill, start ranking who deserves to live the most and who deserves to live the least. Um, are we talking like my personal preferences or like who I think is actually a good character? <laughs> huh. Who literally? Who do you not want to see die? Damon. <laughs> I feel like you're safe on that one, but you never know. I love my boy Damon. Do you have a number two? Um, I want to say Bonnie, but I haven't seen her in so long. <laughs> You've forgotten what she looks like. Yeah. Should I tell her at least the next time that she will see Bonnie, or should we surprise her? Let's let it be a surprise. It'll be fun. Okay. <sighs> never. No. Um, all right, so now the don't the don't die list is one name long, and it is Damon, <laughs> and possibly Bonnie if she ever comes back. Yeah, I mean, I would not like to see Caroline die. Two Bonnie, three Caroline. It's in the official Vampire Diary of the podcast. Oh yes, very much so. Uh, so hope then, no one finds it. God, and I learns hope... all the secrets. <laughs> I keep it behind the horse picture in my room, so it's gonna be fine. But uh, what about the memories frame in your room? Oh well, that's a decoy. Um, so then our next scene is Jeremy and Tyler out at the stoner pit, and Jeremy will not do drugs, which is very funny because we are recording this episode on April 20th. Blaze it. (laughs) I mean, I'm not doing drugs. I'm just like Jeremy. Look, you're a straight edge warrior and we respect it. (laughs) And I have my bottle of bourbon right next to me. Um, and Jeremy's, like, really, like, suspicious about how Vicky's death is being handled, which, uh, fair. You would think that he was high on the marijuana, the way he's acting. Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously we know that, uh, Jeremy's already told Tyler, I don't, I don't do drugs anymore. <laughs> so obviously he's, like, there at the sort of pit so he can, like, remember Vicky and, and all their moments of him selling her pills, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, he's, he's like Guzman on Elite. He's, like, aggro. <gasps> Sorry. <laughs> Really brief elite corner. Who's who in terms of the uh, Vampire Diaries and elite? I still haven't watched it. I'm sorry. Oh, guys, my heart just started racing at the mention of elite. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Carla is Caroline for sure. I would put Pearl as Carla. <laughs> oh, Pearl would be Carla. That would rule. Uh, yes, I'm trying to think of like regulars. Um, is anyone Damon? Like Damon's no. like the old. Damon's like the brother. Oh, the older brother who like fl- after the first season is with Mariana. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. The central brothers are the central brothers of that first season. So Stefan is Samu. I guess like it it uh, it doesn't line up very well. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, this is no, not going to work. I'm so sorry. It does not work for me because I hate the older brother. <laughs> Mm, okay, well then I then I then I retract that. That can't be accurate then. Withdraw. Um, Pierce is Lou. That's it. We could be done. Yes. 
<laughs> uh, next, we have a founders meeting. Uh, a founders meeting at Founders Hall, because there's not just a town hall in this town. There's a Founders Hall. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say... Who the fuck are all these randos in this founders meeting? I mean, I've already decided one of them is Honoria Fell the Fourth, but I don't know who's the black guy. I do not know. There is no black family here in these founders. Is that a Bennett? Is he a Bennett? I know. I was gonna say, is he a Bennett? Um, but who knows? Uh, there's definitely a lot of randos afoot. Uh, Lizzie calls uh John Gilbert a. J- He's like. They call him John, but I call him a jackass. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, that was like crazy. <laughs> Fucking burn. <laughs> Lizzie's very sassy in the scene. She's just like giving Damon all the tea. I fucking love it. Like they're best friends forever. Uh, and uh, John Gilbert gets up there and is like, there's vampires around. <laughs> like people are stealing blood from blood banks. Like there's a hundred percent more vampires. And Damon's like, hmm, uh, disagree. <laughs> And so obviously we're in trouble. Uh, our next scene is Alaric and Elena. They discuss Jeremy's vampire paper. Oh, we have to. That that was when we that that was great when we yeah. saw Alaric. Factor Alaric, fiction. Alaric, like, uh, look at this paper Jeremy wrote. Uh, because I said that was exactly the kind of emo shit I would do in high school, which is like not actually be emo or goth in any way. But like when we have a school assignment, I'm like, oh, uh, y'all write a history paper. About town vampires. <laughs> Didn't say I couldn't. Now I wrote a cool paper. <laughs> Wish you could have written about the Oak Park, California vampires. Yeah, and then like I'd get like a lower grade on the paper because the teacher was would be like, the assignment was not to try to write a cool paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, this was extra credit, and Alaric told him to write about anything for local history. So. Oh, that's mm-hmm. okay. Gotcha. And he got an A. He was told to make it sing, and he did. Um, but he does have very unimaginative font on the color on the cover page, and I'm like, come on, Jeremy, spice it up a little bit. Did you want wingdings or something? Wasn't it Times New Roman? It was Times New Roman. I'm like, come on, bold it. He'll bold it when fucking Lark teaches something other than the Civil War. <laughs> Fair enough. So never. <laughs> so like Elena's like, oh shit, like Jeremy might know about vampires, and Lark's like. He made it pretty clear he doesn't think it's real, but uh, thought I should bring it to your attention. And also, Rick makes sure to say, I like Stefan, but you know, he's still a vampire, so fuck him. Yep. <laughs> he manages to say that in the scene somehow. <laughs> Which is crazy. Speaking of fucking, we learned that Uncle John fucked <laughs> Jenna. Good God. <laughs> Jenna, no. Uh, Jenna's tasted men outside of Rick is staggeringly awful it's so bad he like he and logan just have shit vibes you know like they are not good dudes it makes you like think it's like maybe rick is actually bad because if jenna likes him he has to be the worst (laughs) oh no she's a she's a sign he's a sign that she's maturing uh, but yeah, so John is talking to Jeremy about, like, you know, one day I'll let you know all about the family's, like, secrets and stuff, you know, the, the vampires and being a founding family and snitching on your girlfriend when she's a vampire mm-hmm. and all that bullshit. Yeah. yeah Jenna makes a crack about, you know, how I was, she, she was never privy because, you know, she's not a Gilbert. And then Jeremy's like, why does she, like, she hate you so much? She's like, yeah, we used to sleep together, John says. And then Jenna throws something at him and it it should have been harder what she threw at him. Yeah, that's fucked up. Uh, John, keep that to yourself. Uh, it's kind of like John's an asshole. Almost. 
Hey, uh, Jill, how did you feel about John Gilbert? Don't like him. <laughs> don't like him at all. Are, who are the characters you just don't like at this point in the show? I don't like him. I don't like um, Matt's mom. I don't like Tyler's dad. Those are my main three. All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uncles and parents. Yes. Jill has no time for them. No time. Fair enough. Uh, the adults are not always great on this show. <laughs> Next, we have a Stefan and Elena scene where they're kind of talking about all the Jeremy stuff. Uh, she's like, we used to be so close, but now there's so many secrets. I haven't even told him I'm adopted. <laughs> Which does ha- has nothing to do with the vampire stuff. You could have told him this a long time ago. Yeah, you've known a while. <laughs> this is the kind of, like, show that kind of presupposes that, like, you know, when you see a character have, like, three scenes in their in the day of their life, mm. in the show, that's, like... They don't exist off apart from that. You have like five chances to have a conversation during a day. <laughs> and I, but me and Latoya made it clear to Jill that if a character is not seen being told a piece of information, they do not know it. Absolutely not. That is a very <laughs> crucial uh, part of the fabric of the show. I agree. Which is honestly good because there's too many shows that have things being told off screen and I don't care for it. I need to see the scene happen. I want some action, baby. These two episodes had a lot of my favorite kinds of Vampire Diaries dialogue, which is people recapping things that have happened matter-of-factly. It's fucking great because all of their lives are already insane, even though we're already 18 episodes in. They've all had, like, several lifetimes worth of psycho shit happening to them, so whenever they're like, oh, you mean when, like, you killed my wife and did this whole thing? (laughs) It's just great. I love them and uh the best actors on the show like are the ones that are the best at delivering those uh you know little monologues really quickly and effectively and i love it yeah those are the moments that kind of like remind you of the pacing of the show and how insane it is like they yeah they need to tell you all of this stuff in the dialogue because lots of shit has happened in just two episodes like much like elena you can forget she's adopted If uh, you are not reminded. Uh, but it's it's fucking great. Especially, like, I don't know. I mean, like, as I've said before, I worked uh, for, the Warner Bro- for Warner Brothers and the CW. And there is a lot of pushback to, um, you know, restate things that have happened. And uh, this show found a way to do it uh, in a way that is not exhausting. It's actually really enjoyable. So I love it. Jill, this is the scene where they make out. Uh, he, like, you know flips her over and stuff and gets horny eyes. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. And then it ended so abruptly. (laughs) And I was so upset. Jill, you were upset, but I wrote in my notes, Cut by Plum starts playing. (laughs) Oh, really? I wrote kissing with an apostrophe, arrow, making out! Exclamation point. Meanwhile, we're getting like negative five star reviews on on iTunes for this conversation. Look, if you're anti-kiss, I don't want you listening to this show. I'm going to, like, cut out clips to, like, promote the show. That's going to be, like, the number one clip. (laughs) If you're anti-kiss, get out of here. Look, no virgins allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. No, I'm kidding. Please, you're very allowed. Uh, I just I have a running joke with a friend of mine where whenever I'm in a room uh, I pitch a lot of uh, kissing and making out uh, because that's my job and uh, if people are not into it I will uh, message whoever my friend is in the room and be like 
bunch of fucking virgins in here. <laughs> I mean, by the end of this quarantine, if it ever ends, we're all going to be virgins again anyway. So, you know, c- come one, come all, you virgins. Yeah, these virgins are welcome. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the Bible says, come one, come all, you virgins. <laughs> the Bible says... I'm a- I've been I've been watching a lot of the leftovers. I'm pretty sure the Bible says that. <laughs> God, I love the leftovers so much. Anyways, what's important to the plot in this scene is that Stefan says he's doing better. Uh, and then he's like, I can't control myself when I'm trying to kiss you, so maybe I'm not doing better. Yep. So then uh Elena's like suspicious. Uh later Damon shows up at the Gilbert house and he pulls some Madison shit. And he's like, no, Elena, I will not go to your bedroom with you, which is very funny. It's, and it's only Jeremy there to hear, so he, he doesn't even care. He's just being such an asshole, which is extremely funny. He goes to Elena's bedroom, he cuddles with her teddy bear, and he finds her bras immediately. He is so excited to be in this girl's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, this immediately becomes, like, an anime where, like, he's never talked to a girl and he's like, oh my god, they're like, this is where she sleeps. <laughs> he's been in there before. I know, but it's so funny. It, um, it reminds me of, even though it's a very different mood, of one of my favorite um, moments in Buffy which is in the episode entitled Lie to Me, when uh, Angel visits Willow in her room and she has to, like, hide her bra. (laughs) Yeah. Because she's nervous he's going to see it. I think it is absolutely hilarious. (laughs) It's a great scene, but I'm always distracted by the scene by, like, Willow having full face makeup on, despite the fact she's supposed to be going to bed. (laughs) She does, which is she's the most made up she ever is on the show for that It's so weird. She's got, like... a colorful lip it's like what the fuck maybe she was trying something before bed <laughs> uh we stand uh anyways so uh elena's like i'm really worried about Stefan, and damon's like i'm not and elena is like he's not you and damon says just well he doesn't want to be me but that doesn't mean that deep down he's not <laughs> which is you know spooky i mean yeah damo is super enabler in this episode Despite the fact, like, they address at the end, he even says, like, there's a, well, I'll skip there just real quick. So he's like, he says the line, it's different this time, isn't it? Which means he's aware this is how Stefan gets uh, when he's drinking human blood. Uh, so he knows that Stefan has a problem, but he's just like, I don't care. Chaos. Yeah, he's really fucking cavalier here. Well, well, Damon and Elena are definitely sort of talking at cross purposes, where she's like, I really hope something, like, horrible doesn't happen. And Damon's like, it's gonna be fine. But, like, because... His, you know, his criteria for an acceptable outcome includes a bunch of horrible things happening. He as he's pretty fine with that. Like he's like, you'll be fine. Stefan will be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. Who can Who gives a shit? <laughs> but I also feel like Damon erroneously believes that if Stefan's not fine, he can control him. Which I don't know if that's the case. Yeah, he's a dang fool. Uh, but um, he also he also seems to think that like they can't fight off the tomb vampires if Stefan doesn't start drinking human blood. Like, that also seems like it's a factor. Uh, and he's willing to risk a lot of people getting hurt to have a stronger, uh, you know, fighting partner. <laughs> then we go back to the Salvatore Manor and Stefan uh, pounds some brown liquor. Yeah, uh, to curb impulses, also just to get lit. Look, it's the middle of the day. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. Did Stefan go to school? Probably not. 
Get off his case. <laughs> he went to Harvard. It's fine. Then Elena and Jeremy uh, finally decide to talk. They go outside. They have nice sibling chemistry. Elena explains that she was adopted. And uh, Jeremy's fine with it. Uh, because why wouldn't he be? And then I wrote vampire paper and I drew the eye emoji again. And I wrote Jeremy's hair is a bob. <laughs> I mean, it's still, still number six, but like, mm-hmm. I was just staring at it. And I'm like, this is a bob. It's quite long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're kind of like feeling each other out. Like, what do you know? What do you know here? And we don't get very far at all. Elena, maybe open up more to your brother. Just tell the truth. Yeah. People think that it's you're, it's good to protect people by not telling them things on this show a lot. And um, it rarely proves to be the case. Uh, so then we start our big uh, town event of the week, which is the Founders, you know, celebration kickoff. It's 150 years of Mystic Falls, baby. What? what? Uh, so the Salvatore boys enter... Stefan is very, like, mopey and nervous to be there, and Damon is uh, very happy to be there and is like, smile, like, you know, we got a network. Uh, and so Stefan pounds more brown liquor. Yep. We love to see it. Then uh, we see the Donovans, who are talking to Mayor Dick. Yeah, Dick, with his, his foe, we care about you, speaks to them, which, like, fuck you. We know that if Carol Lockwood was there, she'd immediately like say a shitty thing as soon as she walked away. And also, I love the nice touch that, because this is a founder's thing, so like, the normal people aren't usually invited. Like, the Donovans are only invited because, you know, they just lost Vicky. And Matt, like, he literally, he doesn't have like a suit or anything. He just has like a, a button up and like a hoodie because, you know, they're poor. Yeah, he's just like, we're a one big family here. <laughs> like great so then kelly's like i'm gonna go get drunk and then tyler shows up with a bottle and matt's like okay i will also get drunk which like fair enough that's what you do at these founders events honestly i mean yeah i've never seen anyone do anything else so uh then we have a stefan and elena scene and elena's like are you drunk because stefan's visibly drunk and he's like yeah uh you know alcohol takes the edge off we should take advantage of me being fun for once and dance it's great. It's great. Stefan is like, no, 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 don't worry. Yeah, I'm, I'm really lo- like loaded right now. But like, it, no, it's a coping mechanism. We're fine. <laughs> I think uh, it was Joel who said in the in the chat that he didn't seem that drunk, but I felt like he did. He was doing the drunk thing where like you can barely keep your eyes open, but you're like, oh, I'm gonna keep going. That's what that that was his version of drunk. He was doing the I, eyes barely open, but if I open them wide, it'll look like I'm not drunk. I didn't think he was acting drunk until you saw him dancing with other people on the dance floor. And I was like, there it is. <laughs> that is a drunk boy. <laughs> I mean, we still don't see Stefan do the moonwalk, though, so... Bullshit. Uh, Stefan compels the DJ to play music. <laughs> That's fun. And Damon comes out and sees him dancing and says, if I entered an alternate universe where Stefan is fun. Um, and he has. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happened and that is what's happened and it's cute uh and elena seems to be having a nice time because her boyfriend is dancing with her which is nice <laughs> then elena and jenna and alaric talk and jenna and alaric kind of peel off because they're you know cute again <laughs> and yeah we don't see if they fuck or anything but that because that's it for them <laughs> i mean fingers crossed uh but then um matt comes up and he and elena decide to dance together which is Nice, but also worrying. Yeah, it's, I'm happy, actually. It doesn't become a whole issue where, like, Stefan makes a scene. It's like, Matt and Elena dancing? I'm drunk. I'm gonna be an asshole. Like, I'm very happy that doesn't become a thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I can't imagine a universe where Stefan feels threatened by Matt. I mean, drunk and, like, bloodlusty Stefan, though. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's all over the place. Yeah, but he's just, 
That's too sad. <laughs> uh, then we have a really great scene, which I love, which is a Damon and Lizzie scene. Best friends forever. She's in a cute little dress and she did her hair and Damon compliments her a ton, which is really nice. And she's like, yeah, I was like really worried. Like she thought she didn't look good, which makes me so sad. It's one of those things where... Like, their friendship is obviously built on lies, but, like, the compliments he, like, pours on her, like, he doesn't need to do that. Like, those are genuine. Yeah, like, he seems to really like her and, like, enjoy her company. I think they're uh, real sweeties. But she tells him, like, unfortunately, Jonathan Gilbert's, like, worries are checking out. I'm, like, really worried that there's still vampires around. Damon's like, oh. He's like, what, Morgan? What's he like? Oh. (laughs) Did that thing where you put your finger in your collar and you, like, pull it? Okay, yeah. Okay, now I understand what you're doing. So, like, I don't know. Like, John's really suspicious. That's not good for David. Stefan and Elena dance. Elena trips into a guy and he's a dick about it. He's a real human Fred dick, honestly. They kind of look alike. They do. And it's, it's very it's very weird. Like, this guy is extremely aggro about what is a very small deal. But, you know, some dudes suck. Uh, so, Stefan gets really mad. And compels him to apologize. And then compels him to apologize like he means it. And uh, he walks off. And it's just, it's like, vibes are fucked. Elena's not happy. Yeah, I would say Elena's not happy, but I'm like, this is the Paul Wasilewski I love. I know, I'm like, Elena, this is fine. This is my boyfriend. I'm sorry. I'm like, Elena, this is arguably pretty hot. Like, let it go. Like, I understand why she's upset. And yeah, it definitely is troubling for the Stefan we all know and exist. But like, again, this is like the original Paul Wasilewski. (laughs) Then, uh, then we hear some Paramore and we have a David and Elena scene. And, uh, David like impersonates, uh, John, I think, and he's like, he's asking questions. <laughs> it's fun. This is where Jeremy a- uh, asked Lizzie about Vicky and everything. Oh, yeah, he's mad. <laughs> he doesn't believe, obviously, that it was an OD and everything. And Damo is just there. He's very, he's very clearly hiding the fact that he's responsible very poorly. <laughs> he's like, oh no, this kid is asking questions. Yeah, it's not ideal. Uh, then we have a quick pop to uh, Kelly and Tyler. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Kelly asks for like where the bathroom is, right? And Tyler directs her and like, but he also follows her basically uh, and she takes a sip of his drink, which she's thankful is vodka. And uh, yeah, and, and uh, no one's worried here. Um, everything's going to be fine. Then we have a, we then John Gilbert and Damon talk and they're like very clearly checking each other out and like trying to figure out what the other knows. And John Gilbert puts all his cards on the table and is like, honestly, I think it's 1864 all over again. He knows about like the tomb. He knows Damon released them and he's, you know, pissed about it. I wrote in uh, in my notes for this scene basically that it's an interesting scene. I don't think I really thought about this before, but like Anders and Summerhalder, because like, again, things we talk about every episode and I will continue to talk about, like Damo is a very anti-Summerhalder type at this point, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And Damo's kind of like the, like a character that David Anders would have played, essentially. It's interesting to see uh, them kind of go head to head where like you have someone who's like, the original recipe of what like a daemon would usually be in anders and then like the new the new version yeah and it's fun and there's there's some like deeply casual death threats which who doesn't love those you laughed at those very hard michael the, 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 the one they just kind of like shrug it off yeah. yeah i can kill you oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> 
Um, and then uh, David thinks better of it and snaps his neck. It's great. He snaps his neck and he just dumps him on the ground. Yep. Like he, it's like, this is, like, I'm surprised. What part of wherever they are was this? Because how could no one see that happen? I don't, and how did no one see an adult man fall from the sky? I don't know, but it is incredibly sloppy of Damon. This is arguably one of the dumbest things he's done so far. <laughs> where, where, where was this party? Was it at Founders Hall or whatever? Because it's like, it's not at the Lockwood Estate. It is at Founders Hall. Uh, okay. Yeah. The next scene is Elena and Jeremy. And uh, Jeremy's like really torn up about Vicky. And Elena's like kind of trying to like console him and convince him that like, look, they're taking care of it and everything's okay. But she totally biffs it and she says well whatever it was she's gone now and he's like whatever because you know his, his whole thing is that he he thinks he believes she was murdered not od'd mm-hmm. and then Elena's trying to backtrack it but she's like yeah whatever it was and he's like is there something you're not telling me and jesus christ elena is lying like she is stefan right now <laughs> Yes, she uh, doesn't do a good job, and Jeremy is deeply suspicious because, of course. Uh, then we cut from that upsetting scene to another upsetting scene. Uh, Kelly and Tyler are now much drunker, and I don't like it. Um, and Tyler admits that he was a dick to Vicky. Yeah, so this scene, he admits that he was a dick to Vicky, and he's like, it's like I don't deserve to even uh, miss her, he says. And I think that's honestly a really powerful thing he says, but I'm like, does he mean that, or is he just trying to fuck Kelly? I can't tell. Look, little column A, little column B. Uh, then we go over to Kelly's son and Elena. <laughs> And they have a little hug and Matt's really drunk and there's kind of clearly this moment where he's like oh shit like I can't be drunk around Elena like this or I'm gonna do something stupid so he's like I should get some air and then they go outside and of course Kelly and Tyler are making out oh god um Matt just keeps walking in on his mother hooking up with people sometimes it's people he barely knows sometimes it's his best friend yep not great um Tyler he like they like pull them apart and Tyler is like annoyed at Matt he's like whoa dude calm down which is crazy so Tyler honestly so Tyler let me fuck your mom for future reference like Tyler should have taken that advice. Dude, calm down. Yeah. If only Tyler Lockwood had listened to his own advice of dude, calm down. But he never will. Uh, then the boys fight. Well, I mean, Tyler fights. <laughs> Matt does one punch, which is understandable, mm-hmm. after the dude calm down. And then Tyler proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And again, Alaric has to be the one to basically stop this. And he pulls Tyler away. And he's like, dude, like, wh- wh- what is that? Like, because that was too much. Especially since, like, Tyler, especially since he's like, do calm down, was clearly in the wrong. He should not be the one beating the shit out of Matt. Yep, and Matt's face gets all cut up. It's worrying. And also, Kelly gets hurt in the process of all of this boy fighting. Mm-hmm. A lot of boy fighting in these ads. Which is why Michael loves it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the boys. They're the bloods up. They're, you know, <laughs> oh. passions, you know? They're... You know, their mother, they want to, they love their, they want to fuck their mothers. They want to <laughs> fight each other. You know, it, it, it's all, it's all in there. Yeah. It's a rich stew of masculinity. Yeah. Just... Ew. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, but thank you for um, lending the male perspective. Um, so yeah, uh, Stefan freaks out because there's blood. 
Uh, I feel like you're not giving th- that scene uh, all the attention it deserves. Well, uh, why don't you describe it? Oh, first, uh, he Demo tells Stefan, you know, well, I killed John. <laughs> Which, and then he, like, walks away. It's so funny. To me, like, what, what I love about, what my, my, like, read on Damon in this episode is that, like, this is kind of an ideal night for him for the first part of the night, where it's like, He's, he's in a good mood. Everyone's glad to see him. There's, like, suffering in his immediate proximity in the form of his brother having a miserable time. But, like, he thinks it's funny. So he gets to, like, he gets to have that, like, schadenfreude while being, like, a dick about it. It's, like, a really good night for him. And then, like, John uh, just comes to try to ruin it. And he, I think he's just trying to, like, kill him in stride and just like be like the step and like yeah look, look i killed we're having a great night like look he's did I, did fully I doing him? an i am not owned murder. i am not owned <laughs> like he did not he did not fuck up my night like that. i am not owned i will snap my neck now that's that's very damon honestly that's his his way to go to prove he's not owned yeah. like the, look did i did i kill elena's uncle yes is the night ruined no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, so yeah, David walks away after he, he tells Stefan that. And Stefan hears uh, some some bloody tears. Mm-hmm. Sniff, sniff, tears, but also blood. And uh, poor Kelly's like, I ruined it. I always ruin it. What's wrong with me? And she's having this uh, whole, like, crisis. And meanwhile, someone's like, but you got blood on your forehead. Like, hey, baby, what's <laughs> wrong? wrong? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, God, is Mac, Mac going to walk in on Stefan making out with his mom next? Uh, and Hey, buddy, notice you got some head blood there. And so, yeah, so Stefan's reaction is to just rub her blood on her, on her forehead. And she's like, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? And he snaps out of it and leaves. But then he goes outside and he's got blood on his fingy. And he licks that up, baby. Slurp, slurp. So then Damon sees that John Gilbert is alive. Whoops. He's pretty surprised. And Jill wrote in the chat, oh, what fun. <laughs> Jill, did you think he was dead for a second or no? I had a feeling he probably wasn't, but I like that they went for it. And we're like, yeah, we're going to keep him around. <laughs> It's just such a quick resurrection, which is so funny. Like, he truly walks back into the party like, no, I'm not owned. <laughs> yeah, he's gotta be there to, for the 150 years of the founding bitches to give a speech. Because somehow John Gilbert is this goddamn town's favorite son. What a shitty town. Nobody likes him. He sucks. It's like, yeah, so he's their favorite son. Second favorite son, Logan Fell. But also, like, what does he do for a living? What did he do to be their favorite son? I actually don't know and don't think we ever learn what John Gilbert's career is. Like, why is he in any way someone people care about? We know his brother was a doctor, and he does, like... He does local politics. (laughs) He does local events. Well, he can't do local politics because that's what the Lockwood family does. Right. You can't get out of your, your own lane in Mystic Falls. So he gives a really cryptic speech and uh, stares at Damon a bunch and he rings that bell and then Damo notices that he's got a big old ring. Everyone's just getting big old rings now except for tomb vampires that don't know their place. Yeah, so he like, so Damon connects the dots pretty quick and is like, okay, so that guy must know Isabel. 
Um, well, he asks Alaric. He asks Alaric, yeah. And they're like, oh shit, that's probably something we should look into. <laughs> then Stefan runs into the meanie. Yeah, I literally, in my notes, have it as Fred Dick Jr. <laughs> he does say, get out of my way, dot dot dot, please. <laughs> Which I felt really bad about. Like, he's like, I don't want to hurt anybody. Come on, man. But this guy's like, no, I'm an asshole. <laughs> you are going to have to fight me. So Stefan gets horny, guys. This guy's like, where are you, man? And then we cut. What are you, man? I wish, like, I, I could say the scene was more, but I even put, like, horny eyes. Horny eyes. Horny eyes. Personally, when I challenge someone to a fight, I do not like winding up in the position where I'm nervously, I'm, like, terrified going, what are you? That's, like, that's that's not the guy you want to be in the fight. The what are you guy. Hey, Michael, tell us about all the fights you've been in. Oh, uh, I mean... <laughs> so many uh yeah do you even have time to get i I don't think we do we're running kind of long so i'm just gonna let it go on (laughs) next time you guys next time yeah we'll get into those uh yeah please uh, write in how many fights you assume michael's been in uh so then um jeremy searches elena's room and he finds her vampire diary dun 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 it's great he reads it and it immediately has everything he needs to know it's like so yeah uh vicky became a vampire it was really scary and then uh she died and then i had damon compel him and like he figures it all out pretty quick i mean yeah the first entry he sees is the i am not a believer uh entry that you of course dramatically read for the show yeah so like elena you should keep this diary in a safe uh, I think it's gonna be fine because she has the ironclad defense that we love to see, mm-hmm. which is he's gonna be like, uh, so you erased my memory and knew all this stuff and let my like girlfriend or whatever get like murdered and you're dating a vampire and she'll be like, um, you read my diary? Uh, <laughs> so I think we know who really fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, pretty fucked up to read your sister's diary. So then Elaine goes out to the parking lot and she finds the meanie and he's like very clearly compelled. He's like, ow, I hurt my arm, but I, but, but I fell. I'm so clumsy. And she's real worried. Tyler is talking to his dad and he's like, I don't know what happened. I got mad. And his dad does a little slappy. Uh, yeah, because um, we do see right before the scene the full moon, mm-hmm. which reminds us. And obviously, like, we're not saying the word yet, werewolf, but like, come on, werewolf. And we can see with, with the full moon, Tyler obviously is a dick. We know this. <laughs> but with the full moon, he's even more aggro and he literally cannot control himself when violence is afoot. Yeah, if, like, he smells blood, he's gonna, like, go for it. Yeah. Which or, is... Yeah. Or if there's, like, a hot friend mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's in heat. <laughs> yeah, he clearly did not want to try to kill Matt. He could not control himself, which sucks. And then, of course, his father slaps him because he's a bad man yeah. and wants to fight a child all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's different than when Pearl slaps Anna because, like, honestly, Anna kind of deserved it. Yeah, Anna's messing with plans. So then our next scene is at the Darwin's house. A great sign that we're about to have a lot of fun. <laughs> and, um, Matt is just like packing Kelly's bag for her and he kicks her out of his the house and his life. Jill, how did you feel about that? Listen, I want the best for Matt. <laughs> and I hate his mom. <laughs> <laughs> she seems pretty sad here, Jill. No. <laughs> Jill. 
Uh, did you ever watch The O.C.? I did not. That explains a lot. Yeah, because she's in The O.C. and, like, most people like her from it. That's why she has, like, no sympathy for Melinda Clark at all. Yep. She's like, I want nothing to do with her ever. No, I don't like her at all. I want her gone. Well, she's she's gone now. She's gone. Matt just kicked her out of the house. Good. Uh, and it's really sad. Like, it just sucks. Matt shouldn't have to do that. Yeah, it does suck. Matt kicked her out of the house and she had to go be on Nikita. As you said, like, Nikita would start, like, the fall of that same year. So, yeah. She, so, she's gone now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, then we have a scene back at the Founders Party in the parking lot um, where Damon and Alaric confront John Gilbert. And he's like, yeah, if you're gonna, like, try to snatch my ring, like, don't fucking try it. I know you guys are idiots. Oh, but he does it so quickly. <laughs> in terms of, like, he's like, hey, you're trying to do some uh, ring speed. snatch vamp kill high speed. Yeah. I don't know if I wrote it down correctly, but it's I have high speed vamp snatch kill move written. Yeah. John just kind of reads them completely. He knows so much, whereas I don't even call Rick dumb. He's, you know, he's kind of out of his depth, but, like, Damon's dumb. Uh, it's like, so, yeah, I inherited my ring, uh, and then I gave it to Isabel. The ring I'm wearing is my brother's. So, Rick is wearing John's ring, actually. Yeah. John knew about Damon, and he's the one who suggested that Isabel go to Damon for the vampire turning stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, John knows about Catherine, and John knows everything. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Jill, what did you think about this? Um, he seems like a massive dick. I mean, yeah, but, like, a smart dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, how does he know all of this? I mean, I'm obviously going to get answers, but I I don't like him. (laughs) I will say, um, so, you know, we know all about the Founders family knowing about vampires, but we also know that they still didn't know a lot about vampires, about, like, the Daylight Rings, even though, like, in 1864, they learned about the Daylight Rings. So, really, John Gilbert's the only one who actually, like, has information, mm-hmm. as opposed to the rest of the founding families. Yeah, but he's not sharing that information with them, necessarily, which is really Yeah, <laughs> I'm imagining that the Gilbert journals had a bunch of information that he just did not share because he's a fucking asshole, but also, Elena's dad didn't share either if he is aware because like, he was he was also a Gilbert so yeah John Gilbert kind of opens up a lot of questions about the Gilbert family and Elena's parents and lots of stuff that some of which we'll get into and some of which we won't but uh it's definitely something to keep an eye on we'll never learn what John's career is though no nope. <laughs> I mean we could say he's also a doctor but I don't get doctor vibes from him I get like entrepreneur vibes yeah uh, he has a startup in Silicon Valley um, yes. Uh, John Gilbert uh, sells for Rodan and Fields. So, back at the Gilbert house, uh, Jeremy and Elena are talking, and Jeremy's like, I'm fine, Elena. That's literally it. Um, oh, and Jenna just makes the note that there is another month of Founders events, which is what we have to pre- propel us through the rest of the season. Oh yeah, she's like, as you know, there will be uh, town events every week, which is very fun. Then we have a Stefan and Elena scene. Um, Jill, did this scare you? Stefan kind of like appeared in her mirror behind her. That actually, I was more scared by the branch falling on the car than Steve appearing in her mirror. (laughs) I mean, you and trees on the show, that's what like really gets you. Like when Elena walked into a tree. Yeah. That's like what freaked you out more than like people getting murdered in the road. Yeah, no. No, it doesn't matter. Murder's fine. But trees, branches. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Stefan not 
doing great. He did not feed on Fred Dick Jr., but, like, he really, really wanted to. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about how hungry he is, but he's also saying, you know, how the whole thing is that he wants to be honest with Elena, so that's why he's come to tell her this. It's really good, but I'm also just like, I feel like there's a better hunger speech coming soon, too. And wink, wink. Wink, wink. But, yeah, he's like, I don't want to be seen like this. And he's like, I'm really scared that I'm going to hurt you. And Elena just says, well, I'm not. Uh, but she should be. He's, like, in really bad shape. But they hug, and it's cute. And I'm like, that's really romantic, Elena. I don't know if it's wise. <laughs> like, I love you so much. And it's like, I love you, too. And that's sweet. But also, like, he's really fucked up. Look, we stand a queen who wants to die. <laughs> then, back at the uh, Salvatore Manor. Damon and Stefan finally have their like last interaction where Damon does say what you said before where he's like yeah it's different this time isn't it and Stefan's like yeah um and then he leaves behind some blood again and uh Stefan takes a slurp (laughs) and we're done he takes a big old slurp so it's time to ask Jill what do you think will happen in these next two episodes oh man I feel like the new Gilbert dude is going to be, like, the big bad for the rest of the season. I feel like um, Mr. Steve needs to go to a secluded cabin with just some squirrels. <laughs> um, and then uh, Damo and Elena can smooch finally, because I've been waiting for that. You really want some smooching. I do. Huh. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, maybe something in in that might happen. Who knows? <laughs> it's gonna be Squirrel Central. I would love just an episode of Stefan just doing mundane things, Home Alone. Just a full episode of him just chilling. <laughs> now that that's our lives now, that's all you want to see on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, should we talk? Uh, should we talk character rankings for Jill? Yeah, Jill, you gotta rank these characters, baby girl. Damo's still number one. Of course. Woo-woo. Um, I'd put Warner as number two. Oh, wow. Congratulations to Alaric. Yeah. Well, uh, question. Is it just because Bonnie's not in the episode that he gets to be number two? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. And then I want to throw Anna. Is Anna still up there? Yeah. Yeah, I want Anna up there. I really like her. Hell yeah. Right. Hey, Anna number three. Uh, and now I guess it's time to talk crushes of each episode uh i think michael should go first uh i know he's apparently not horny but he's gonna have to get it up for the crushes segment sure i'll do my best (laughs) um i think uh these are good episodes for definitely damon uh because he's he's having fun he's cocky Mm-hmm. he's uh he's feeling himself and then mm-hmm. i guess probably elena i think she's you know she's she's doing her best she's like i i think you know she gets a good showcase in these two episodes she has one where she's mostly hanging out with damon one where it's back to uh caring for stefan i think this new the new dynamic with her and stefan is very good if we we're doing power rankings i would probably have uh stefan pretty high because I, I recall like you know this is the first time we really get to see uh different colors from him uh, some 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 weakness some vulnerability uh from his character that i really uh, like to see those were so not horny but i love you anyway I... <laughs> yeah michael i'm sorry get horny right now and start this over okay uh the scene uh <laughs> there's a scene in the first one where like elena is like when she's talking to like alaric and damon about like <laughs> them teaming up to go like save the thing but it has like the energy of that like uh <laughs> A clip of Zachary Quinto and Chris Pine like kissing Sophia Batea with their <laughs> hands all over. Thank you. Perfect. Um, anyone Are you else? You happy now? You have you have your blood. <laughs> 
I mean, you could be hornier, but I'll allow it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> give it, you know. Once once that's like all the show has going for it, it'll be uh How dare you? I'll allow it, but watch yourself, counselor. Okay, I can go. Um like obviously first crush is uh Pearl. I was just talking about how hot Kelly Who was, like the entire chat. Uh so that one makes sense. And number two is Stefan in that white tank top. Because that is what I like. Hell yeah. All right, uh, I will go next. Uh, for number one, for our uh, for number one, I'm gonna say Damon. Uh, Damo was looking good. He was cracking wise, and that's how I like him. And uh, two, I'm gonna have to say Alaric, just given how much I wrote hot, hot, hot in uh, my notebook. <laughs> Those are my crushes. And I side completely with Morgan on this one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. I'm so happy. But yeah, so this has been the show. Yeah, that's it for us. <laughs> Michael, say some more things before we're done. Uh, you know, pleasure to be here. Glad uh, I can give some, uh, you know, speak up for the men of the of the series. Uh, you know, they're doing their best. They're making good choices. <laughs> Uh, they're being smart and responsible, and uh, they're taking care of business. So, uh, yeah, good to good to see them. Since we couldn't get you to be fully horny, could you give us the top five boy moments of these episodes? Oh my god, five is a lot. Uh, <laughs> number one is of all these. I can't go back. You don't five. have to yeah, rank sure. them; just say them. Okay, best. okay, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Alaric clocking Damon at the bar. Uh, Damon, yeah. Damon uh, killing that woman when Alaric <laughs> stepped away for three seconds. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, Stefan hurling himself to the other side of the room and like breaking shit in order to like not kill Leno and they're making out. Hell yeah. Uh, Tyler making out with his friend's mom. Hell yeah. And Jeremy reading his sister's diary. <laughs> Actually, Jeremy. I would say not that. I would say Jeremy 10 seconds after learning his sister is adopted, like owning her with an adoption joke. That was very good. That was very good. Good good guy moment there. Mm-hmm. Good shit. The boys. Boys. The boys were in motion in this episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this has been The Empire Diaries. I'm happy people are still listening to this. If they are, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lafergs, And from there, you can find all my writing and such. Because I will promote it. Again, listen to my interview uh, with Charisma Carpenter on Slayer Fest 98. I will never listen to it. So don't tell me if it's bad. Fair enough. Uh, you can find me at Lorgan Mudich on Twitter. Um, I don't know. I'm not doing anything exciting there. But, uh, you know, you can get a post. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Jilbo Baggins. But two I's instead of two L's. We've got to fight someone. Uh, Michael, where can we find you? Uh, at Michael Chasen on Twitter. It's a C-H-A-S-I-N. And uh, yeah, on a letterbox as well as a at M Chasen, uh, spelled the same way as the other one, uh, <laughs> saying what movies are good or whatever. I, I'm not too, I'm not horny enough on there either. Apologies. I did just point out that Chris Cooper was very hot in the movie Mate Wan when he was young. So there you go. Oh, thank you. Uh, get hornier. Maybe more people would check out your letterbox. Just saying. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> One of my Letterboxd reviews is horny about Donny Osmond, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jill. <laughs> I think um, I think one of my most, like, Letterboxd reviews is a fairly horny one about Chris Evans and Knives Out, so... Ooh, good, yeah. 
I believe I wrote that I uh, could write poems and songs about his white sweater and that I wanted to put my fingers in the holes. So, (laughs) okay, I am ending this recording right now. Thank you, listeners. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)